Hi, this is Matt Welsh with Spiritual Media Blog, and today I'm here with Kelsey Crystal, clairvoyant medium. Kelsey, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Great, great. So to start off, tell us about your work. What exactly is a clairvoyant medium and what do you do with that type of work? Yeah, of course. Uh, so clairvoyant medium is basically a fancy term for psychic medium. <laughs> I kind of shy away from the term psychic a little bit just because um, just because there's some negative connotations to it, but uh, I kind of shifted my perspective on that a bit. But um, so yeah, it's basically a clairvoyant. So there's a lot of different clairs. So clairvoyant means that I see visions. There's also clear audience, meaning I hear messages and I hear things. And then there's clear sentience and clear cognizance as well, meaning I know things and I feel things on my body um, from other people, like other people's pain and things of that nature. So for me, um, I just refer to myself as a clairvoyant medium because I think it's kind of easier just to say clairvoyant medium because everything kind of falls under that umbrella. Um, and I really see visions from there. So I started my business about almost three years ago. And at first I actually started it as like a side thing. I wasn't really planning on like making it full time back then. Um, because at that time I was just kind of like testing it out. I wanted to see like, you know, like I truly didn't think I would even like have enough people that would be interested in, in my abilities to be honest. Um, but then I started reading more and more people and they started referring me out to more and more people. And then it kind of just went from there. So I'm able to connect with deceased loved ones. And then I'm also able to see visions past, present and future. So that sounds very fascinating. Yeah. Do you, do you have any interesting examples that you could share? I mean, where you're like, wow, this, this is real. This really works or. Yeah, I have a lot of those. Uh, to be honest, when I first started doing readings, I actually did not know. I was not aware that I was also a medium because uh, I was in the middle of doing a reading for someone and her friend who had passed away um, started to come through during the reading. And I started to like pick up what she looked like, um, their favorite restaurant they used to go to. I just started to pick up all these things that they used to do together. Yeah. And she started crying and she said, oh my gosh, I've had so many readings done by so many psychics. I've never had someone actually pick up my friend who, um, who crossed over and passed away, you know? And so then from there on, I realized um, I actually have the ability to connect with deceased loved ones too. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's really interesting because, and another thing too, another way that I, I kind of um, should have seen this coming in the past, I guess you could say, I went through my spiritual awakening in 2007, end of 2017, early 2018. But prior to that, I um, kept ending up in relationships with partners whose moms had passed away. And I felt like that was kind of a sign too, to be honest. Uh, one of my partners, while he and I were together, his mom actually passed away right in front of me in the hospital, actually. Wow. Yeah. And I kind of felt like that was a sign as well, to be honest, looking back, like back then I didn't really know I had these abilities. Like I always knew I had some type of ability, but I didn't really know like what it was. I guess I didn't really trust in myself fully back then. Like I was, I was like, I don't know. I was more, um, really insecure back then. I just didn't really trust myself. I didn't really speak my truth. And now I'm very like, I stand in my truth and, you know, and I speak my truth and all that. But, um, but yeah, it's really cool because there's been so many times where spirit has come through during the reading, a deceased loved one, or even if it's not a deceased loved one, 
just things that I had no way of knowing that I was able to pick up in the reading. And they're usually like, oh my gosh, how did you know that? <laughs> and there's been a few instances where I've actually read full offices. So I have, um, it's all the, my clients in Florida. <laughs> they live in Miami and they, so I read one girl and then she referred me to all her coworkers. And so that was really cool and really interesting, but yeah, I mean, it's cool to see what comes through. I always tell people I can't control what messages come through. I just yeah. hate what does come through. Um, but it's really interesting too, because uh, during my readings, I do really long readings. I do two hour long readings, which yeah, is like unheard of, but I love what I do. Long. Yeah, yeah it's very long. I actually, um, it's, yeah, it's long, but anyway, so. It's, it's me, definitely needed for, definitely is a well-spent time. <laughs> Yeah, definitely for sure. But I think too, to me, like people hear two hours and they, and they think like, wow, that's like really long, which it is. Don't get me wrong. But I think when you're channeling messages from spirit, like time doesn't exist in the spirit world. <laughs> so like when you're, when you're channeling messages from spirit, it goes by really, really fast. And I personally feel that two hours is enough time because one thing I kept seeing in my readings was, um, I wouldn't say everybody, but the majority of my client base is women. I would say maybe like 2% is men. Um, it just kind of happened that way. And then I also decided mm, I'll just like, you know, make my niche women. Um, and, and no, it worked out for me really well, actually. So, um, but one thing I kept seeing was uh, a lot of my female clients all had things in common, which was a lot of their traumas they've been through were very similar. And I kept seeing this same repetitive um, theme show up in the readings, if that makes sense. This kind of same repetitive theme of um, either, and, and this is kind of just a preface, trigger warning for anyone who's listening, make a little deep here, but um, I kept seeing a very repetitive theme of sexual assault, domestic violence. I kept picking up all this in the readings and it was really, really common thing. And then I started to realize um, this is trauma. This is yeah. like, yeah, this is trauma. And I think people in general, kind of a side note here, but I remember when I was in college and undergraduate, I did, I don't remember what class it was, but I did a presentation on PTSD and trauma. And for the listeners, I have CPTSD myself. I was diagnosed with it in 2011. So a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine was like from my childhood and other things that happened on top of that. Anyway, so I did a presentation back in undergrad and I remember asking the class, um, what do you guys think is trauma. And they all told me like someone who goes to war, which that is, don't get me wrong, you know, not invalidating that by any means. Um, but nobody like, I guess, or I guess back then it just wasn't really viewed as like sexual assault and domestic violence wasn't actually viewed as like trauma and people didn't even really view it as trauma back then. They were just like, like they knew it was something that was like wrong or, um, and I say that in quotations, cause I think, you know, right and wrong could be so subjective, but um, they viewed it as something as, you know, wasn't right per se, but no one really viewed it as trauma. And then as I started to do more and more readings, I realized like, wait, this is like really deep, heavy stuff that people are dealing with. And it almost kind of made me feel like a therapist in a way, <laughs> which I'm not a therapist. Just to preface, <laughs> I don't have the license to do that. And I even stayed on my website, like I'm not a therapist by any means, you know, but, um, 
you know, that's not my place to um, give advice in the therapist sense, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I kept seeing this re- recurring theme and I kept seeing how it was manifesting in their physical body as health issues, hmm. every single one of them. And it was so interesting because I went through that myself. I'm a sexual assault and domestic violence survivor myself too. So it was really interesting, like working with clients and seeing it from the other end and also to seeing it, how it manifested in their blockages and their chakras and in their body as well, like autoimmune conditions. And it's so interesting because literally I would say like, I can't give like an exact percentage, but I would say the majority of my clientele, at least half maybe at least 40, 50% have an autoimmune condition. Hmm. Yeah. And it's really interesting how that manifests. And I know for me, it manifested that way too in the past. Um, but it's just, I, I don't know, I guess like before I started doing the line of work, I never really knew. And I never really like thought to myself, like, oh, I'm going to deal with like really heavy trauma too. But I'm really grateful that I'm able to hold space for them. Um, but I, I didn't realize like, this is like a really common thing. So, yeah, I mean, you're, that is very, very heavy uh, work and very trauma yeah. um, intensive. Uh, I it mean, mm-hmm. tell me about, you know, what are, com- when you're dealing with someone who has trauma, um, what are some of the common things that are going through, like coming through you during your readings? And, and what are you saying and suggesting to help them with their traumas? That's a really great question. So when I'm channeling energy, I am like a totally different person because I talk way faster. Because <laughs> when I'm channeling energy, I like right now I'm really grounded, but when I'm channeling energy, I'm connected to a totally different dimension and I'm, I start talking faster and I get really hot and sweaty. Um, and I get, yeah, I get really, really sweaty. My palms get really sweaty. So as I'm channeling the messages. I'll communicate what's coming through. And I make sure I always communicate everything with all due love and respect, right? I don't ever want to communicate something in a way that comes off that could either trigger them or that could, you know, really invalidate their experience. Because I know me personally, I wouldn't want that myself. And I always put myself in the other person's shoes and ask, well, how would I feel in their position? How would I want to be spoken to if I was the client, right? Um, but for me, I mean, again, I'm not a therapist, so I can't suggest, I can't say certain things and I I can't say I'm going to heal someone because I'm not a therapist. Right. Right. But I usually, um, because I do do energy work, I usually help them connect whatever trauma they've been through. Um, I, I give them really helpful tools and tips on how to clear any blockages from their chakras. And also to, um, I usually refer them to certain people too. Um, and right now I'm in a somatic certification program I told you about. Yes. And it's super helpful. It's so cool. And so I tell a lot of my clients about that too. I tell them to look into somatic work because I think somatic is extremely, extremely helpful um, for reconnecting the person back into their body. And uh, we were actually, I think it was last week, we were learning about the Hakomi method, I think it's called. And um, I'm sure you're familiar with that. And uh, it was really cool, like all the stuff I've learned in that program so far. So, yeah, you know, tell us a little bit more about that type of somatic therapy. I mean, I, you know, I I think a lot of people might know it's it's body work, but, you know, what exactly does that mean? And how does that relate to helping somebody deal with the trauma? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so somatic work, basically it helps people reconnect to their body in a very gentle titrated way. So, uh, very, very gentle, which is really important for people who have PTSD speaking from experience, yeah. <laughs> uh, cause if you try to do anything with someone who has PTSD and you try to go too fast or too soon, it's going to trigger, it's going to trigger us and it's going to send us into fight or flight. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm speaking from experience. Um, so somatic is a really, really gentle titrated approach and it involves like just gentle movements or gentle, you know, even just putting like your hand on your heart and then the other hand on your stomach. Even, um, we learned another thing too, where you can put like both hands on your head, put it in the back of your head. Every morning, what I do is I actually, I jump and I like shake every morning and I scream because it lets out any, like, um, I guess any stored trauma in my body. Um, because the body holds trauma in it. And I think people don't realize that, um, there's a really good book on that called the body keeps score for the listeners. But anyway, uh, so for me, I do that. And then I also tell myself, I put my hand on my heart and my other hand on my stomach. And I say, I'm safe within my body. Cause I think safety is so key. So somatic is really connecting you to your soma, which is the body and creating safety that way, because, um, in order to really fully process very heavy trauma, you have to feel safe to do so. <laughs> and I think sometimes people don't realize that. So I think sometimes it goes a little too much, too soon, too fast. And then people with PTSD can get triggered very easily from that. And people, you know, with PTSD, like myself, we always want to know, um, we kind of always want to feel in control of the situation, right? <laughs> because yeah. when we were going through those traumatic experiences, our control was stripped from us, right? So we always want to know if there's a way out and there's a way through and how to go about it. So I think somatic is really helpful with that because it helps the person gain control, but in a very gentle way. So that way it actually gets fully integrated in my experience, at least. Yeah, that is great. I, I mean, I think I mentioned this to you. I mean, I, I do work as a psychotherapist um, yeah. with people who have trauma. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, some of that body work, I could see how that is very effective with people. Um, do you, do you ever do just any basic body awareness scans? I mean, or just, or like a, a, where they just become aware of just the different tension or sensations in their body. Do you ever do anything like that with people? Uh, I not necessarily, they do that in my somatic certification thing though. In the beginning, they'll say, you know, be, you know, start to feel or become aware of what's bothering you or, uh, or become aware of how this is feeling in your, you know, in your heart and in your body, which is really helpful and really cool. Um, usually I will do a guided meditation with them or I'll lead them on how to kind of clear any chakra blockages they may have. Cause it's more of like an energy work type thing. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, I mean, we'll do things similar to that. Meditation is kind of similar to that, but also too, one thing I've learned is I have to be very careful with meditation because people with very heavy levels of trauma, um, meditation can actually send them into fight or flight because it makes us feel like we're trapped and like we don't have a way out. So, yeah, that's <laughs> I, really I, interesting. Yeah, that's really helpful. And, you know, another thing that you mentioned too, that I think is common with people who have trauma is they want to avoid talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, which is understandable. So, I mean, I'm just kind of curious, you know, in, in the work that you're doing, you know, how do you, how do you find that balance of, um, you know, encouraging people to, to, or encouraging or giving them the space to talk about their trauma, but not pushing them too hard, but also not just like 
you know, letting them completely avoid the, the, the topic? That's a really great question. Uh, we actually touched on this in my somatic <laughs> program too. I think it was like two weeks ago. <laughs> Someone asked that question. They said, how do you go about that? Uh, me personally, I make sure the way I speak, I speak differently during my readings. I speak. So when I'm channeling messages, I talk faster, but I make sure that I'm speaking in a very gentle tone of voice. And I make sure that the client feels very comfortable around me um, by the way I'm speaking. Right. Um, and I also tell them too, you know, if thing like, if this seems too much, too soon, too heavy, please let me know. Okay. And I tell them that, um, because out of respect for them and what they've been through, I want to respect that. So again, I can't control what messages come through, but if they tell me, or if I can start to sense a shift in their energy of, you know, they're starting to feel uncomfortable and I pick up on that very easily just because you know, I've been through it sure. myself. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you can usually pick it up in their face too, just even like micro movements in their face and stuff too. Yeah. So for me, I, I usually will ask them, you know, would you like to continue on with this topic or would you like to change topics or anything of that nature? If this is too much too soon, please let me know. And then I go from there. Yeah. That seems like a very, very healthy and smart way to do it. Yeah. Um, and you know, you've also, you mentioned that this is something that you've gone through. I mean, you know, you know, would you mind just sharing a little bit more about your personal journey with this? I mean, what, yeah. I mean, as much or as little as you feel like sharing with us. No, that's totally fine. Thank you for asking. Um, so for me, I started therapy when I was, how old was I? 20? I'm now 31. <laughs> so I grew up in a really dysfunctional family, like very dysfunctional. And I honestly, in my mind, thought that was normal until I started going to therapy. So I started therapy when I was 20 years old. It was talk therapy. I had, I had no clue what somatic stuff was until like almost two years ago, like a year and a half ago. And, um, so I started therapy back then. And then from there I was, I did therapy for about, I'd say maybe four years. Um, and then when I moved out of that area, excuse me, when I moved out of that area and I moved up to Northern Virginia for undergrad, cause I started undergrad a little bit late. Um, I stopped going to therapy then, <laughs> but that was not good for me because when I, that was when I started going through a lot of heavier trauma when I lived in DC and when I was in undergrad. Um, so for me, I went through so much trauma out of the five and a half years I lived there. And I didn't really like fully process it um, until after I was out of it. Cause I didn't realize how much trauma I had actually gone through until after I was out of it. In my mind, I just thought like, Oh, I'm in college, whatever, da da da, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so long story short, then I went back to therapy. Um, and I never really stayed consistent with therapy though, which I know is not a good thing, but I think too, for me, talk therapy, and this is no disrespect toward talk therapy at all. I think it's great. It's super helpful. Um, but because I wasn't, I was just talking about it and I wasn't also connecting my body to it in like a somatic way. It, just kept re-triggering me and kept re-triggering me and kept re-triggering me. And then I felt like I would leave a lot of my sessions like super triggered, super like with, and then I would have a panic attack later that night. And so I stopped going for that reason because at the time I didn't have the tools or the resources to know how to connect my body back to it or to know how to like overcome something like that. Right. 
Um, and I'm sure had I stayed longer, they probably would have taught me how to do so. <laughs> but for me, I just, I stopped going, which was not good. But anyway, um, so then I finally processed my trauma when I moved to, I live in Texas now, here to Texas. Um, I moved here in 2018. Um, and I realized that, you know, all the stuff I went through when I lived in the Washington DC area, Northern Virginia, I was like, wow, that was like really traumatic. <laughs> I yeah. was like, yeah, that was like not normal. Like all the stuff I went through when I lived there, because I went through, um, so um, I went through domestic violence while living there, sexual assault. I also went through a really, really bad mold problem in my apartment and I had nowhere to live for a while. So I had to live out of a hotel for a while because of it. So I went through a lot of like different trauma while I lived there. And when I finally started processing it, I realized, okay, so now I'm processing it. And this was in 2018, 18. And, but then I realized, wait, so I'm processing this, but how do I like overcome it? And how do I like move forward? You know? Um, and I guess for me, I didn't really like know how to move forward until I started doing more like body related stuff, like mm. static work and connecting my body to it. Because for me, I had so much trauma to where, um, I just, just talking about it would like make me so upset. And I you used did, to not even, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to not even be able to talk about it like I am right now. So this to me is like really great. I actually was happy that like you asked about this because you know, I think for someone with PTSD to be able to talk about what they went through um, in a way like this is really, really, really healing because it shows how far I've come. Yeah. Uh, I used to not be able to talk about it all. I would like break down in tears. Like I, and I might, my voice would get shaky and I'd be like, and I'd start crying. I mean, understandably so. Sure. But it was because my body was like still holding on to all the trauma. So, and I think too, one thing, um, I realized in doing my readings too is, okay, I'm very spiritual. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I think one thing I commonly see in the spiritual community too, is, um, sometimes people will kind of say things along the lines of, oh, you know, go back and heal your traumas. But I think sometimes too, if we're constantly going back and digging, it can kind of create a deeper wound sometimes. And it, it's important to heal. And it's, yeah. important, it's important to work through that. I'm not saying it's not by any means, but I think one thing I've learned from doing readings and from my own personal experience is I think, um, talking about it and working through it is important, very, very important. But I also think what's even more important a little bit is just creating a new experience and realize and realizing that yes, that happened to me. Yes, that was very traumatic. I'm not invalidating my own experience. Um, but I think just creating a new experience going forward by creating that safety within the body, I think is so important uh, from what I've learned at least. <laughs> and a lot of that is done through, you know, co-regulation, just meeting, like having a good support system and just having a healthier, better experience. Because I think for me, and I've seen this with some of my clients too, when I tried to go back into the past and like kept trying to go back into the past and kept trying to harp on it it was helpful but it was helpful to an extent because for me in my mind and I think a lot of people with PTSD do this or I know I did at least I would just ruminate and ruminate and ruminate <laughs> and then I'd be like wait so should I keep going back on this and should I keep you know keep working on this specific thing I went through and it kind of just created this uh just constant anxiety and rumination if that makes sense so 
Yeah, I mean, it definitely, I mean, the, the, you're right. I think it's hard for people to find that balance of, um, Yeah. it's not easy to do. And I think, you know, another thing I, I think I, I'm hearing you say is, you know, part of this trauma work is really being patient with yourself, you know. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily, you know, it's important to, you know, um, give yourself the time and space yeah. that you need to, to move through it at a pace that you feel most comfortable with. Yeah, absolutely. And that was a really hard thing for me to me personally, because I was really hard on myself before I started working through all that. I was always like a perfectionist. I was very like type A perfectionist. And that really ended up kicking me in the butt. I'll say that because when you're healing trauma, you can't be like that. Exactly. Yeah. I appreciate you mentioning that because I, I do work yeah. with people with PTSD and, you know, part of it is they, they, they come in there like, you know, what's wrong with me? Like, you know, yeah. why am I having all these nightmares? Why can't I sleep right. through the night? Why yeah. am I always having these panic attacks? And yeah. I think uh, maybe the first step is just like you said, you know, try to have a little patience and self-compassion with ourselves. Oh yeah. And for me, the patience, <laughs> I I'm a very patient person now, but I used to not be, uh, the patience for me came from my health issues actually, because when I went through that mold situation and I was living out of a hotel, I dealt with like so many health issues. And even when I was living in the DC area too, I went through so much health stuff while living yeah. there. five and a half, almost six years I lived there. So that taught me patience because it was health stuff that Western medicine doctors could not help me with because I had exhausted all my options with them. And I had to just go inward and heal myself, really. Um, I did have to have quite a few surgeries too, but um, I had to learn patience because um, I was trying really hard to like speed up my healing and be like, okay, I'll, you know, I gotta be healed by this time frame So that way I can like, you know, achieve this goal by this and da da. But that was so not conducive to my healing at all. And then I really didn't, actually start like healing really until I learned, okay, I'm not going to put a time limit on it. It is what it is. You know, I'll heal this when it's ready to be healed and move forward. So, right. And, you know, I know you've talked um, about this, but, you know, if somebody comes to you with, with trauma, I mean, do you um, give them specific exercises to do after your session or mm -hmm. is it just during the session? Do you, I mean, can you take us through a little bit of that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so I usually teach them how to, this is more of like spiritual stuff, <laughs> but yeah. I usually teach them how to ground their energy and disconnect energy from other people as well. So a lot of my clients that I get are very, very sensitive to energy. They're empaths like me or highly sensitive people like me. <laughs> and people like us, we get overstimulated very, very, very easily. Right. Um, yeah, which... I personally think is a trauma response in a sense too. I know for me it was, um, it, I think it can, it can't be, I, I don't know. I, I used to call like, basically I started to realize at one point in my healing journey, I was like, I feel like my whole personality is a trauma response, um, but yeah. it, it can be. <laughs> yeah. I realized I was be. like, wait, I think my sense of humor and everything is just a <laughs> trauma response. But anyway, uh, so I teach them how to disconnect energy. So what I do is I, kind of hard to show on here but basically um one thing one common thing I hear during my readings too is people will say you know oh I'll I'll be having a great day and then all of a sudden I go into like Target or Walmart to run some errands or I go grocery shopping and I leave feeling so drained and a lot of times that's because they're picking up on the energy of the people around them so sure. and I do that too 
So I always tell them protecting yourself is so important and is so key because if you're not protecting yourself, it's, it can really, really, really weigh you down. So I teach them how to disconnect energy. And there's this exercise I teach them where it's kind of hard to show in here because I'm sitting so close to the camera, but, <laughs> but basically I have them put their arms out and then have their palms facing upward. And basically I have them, you know, and not everybody prays to the same person or talks to the same person, whatever it may be, you know, everybody's different in that regard. And that's, that's fine. I respect that. Um, but I tell them whatever they feel comfortable saying or doing. And then I have them do right hand, left shoulder, inhale, and then you swipe down your arm and then you breathe out and you exhale and then you're disconnecting the energy. And then you do left to right up, swipe down and exhale, inhale, exhale. And you do that four times on each arm. So I teach them how to disconnect energy that way and then protect their energy as well. So a lot of times you can actually ask whoever you pray to or believe in, you can ask for a shield, like a shield to protect you um, energetically <laughs> from anyone who, you know, has, you know, not so great intentions or, you know, anyone that you may believe may be affecting you. And then right. I also teach them how to protect their energy as well. So usually with the chakras, the seven chakras, you can ask for certain things to be put in them. Like you can ask for love and abundance. You can ask for protection. And so those are basically the main things that I teach them, if that makes sense. That's yeah, that does make sense. Thank you for sharing yeah. some of that. That helps. Yeah. Um, and then as far as the messages that are coming through, I mean, are those, are what are some of like the common themes or messages that you're picking up on? I would say that's a really great question. I would say, I mean, everybody's readings are so different. I, I feel like I've truly heard, felt, and seen it all in my readings. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's stuff I haven't heard, felt, and seen yet, but, um, but really I, just the main common theme is people feeling, um, I guess people feeling this sense of like they don't belong almost in a sense, if that makes sense, almost like they, they're like they're going through their awakening or whatever they choose to call it. Um, and they feel just kind of like, what's going on with me? I don't understand where this came from. Um, why do I feel drained when I'm around certain people? Why do I get a headache when I'm around this certain person? Why do I feel nauseous when I'm around this certain person? Um, so really, I would say the common theme is just people picking up on other people's energy subconsciously. Um, and also too, like I uh, mentioned earlier, the sexual assault and domestic violence too. And it's, you know, it's one thing to go through that yourself, because I've been through that myself, but it's another to see it in your line of work on a almost daily basis. And I think for me, I always, I guess when I was going through that myself, I was like, oh my gosh, like poor me, poor me. Like, I don't know if anybody else who's been through this, which, you know, at the time that was a valid response. Uh, but looking back now, I realize it's a much larger issue than we're willing to talk about as a society. I think it's getting bigger now, but especially the sexual assault for women, um, it's a much larger issue than people are willing to talk about, I think. And again, it's, it's gaining more attention luckily, but when I started to see it in my readings on a weekly basis, I was like, okay, this is a lot deeper than I thought. Like this is a much bigger problem than I thought. So I would say that mainly if we're going into more specifics, but if we're not going into more specifics, I would say just kind of a 
not having a sense of belonging, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that does make sense. Um, and I think that's, you know, I, I appreciate you sharing that because hopefully, you know, if, if people out there are listening to this, they'll recognize if, if they are feeling a lack of belonging, they're, they're not the only ones out there. There's other people yeah. who, are, who are experiencing similar, similar feelings. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. And, and, and does this, is this type of work, I mean, is this draining for you? I mean, to talk to people about this, you know, and to work with this, I mean, yeah. what is this like for you? It can be very, very draining. Yeah. I sleep a lot because of it, because I have to have so much time to recharge because I love what I do, but it can be very, very draining because it's, it's very heavy stuff. Very, very yeah. heavy stuff. And I'm sure you can relate to that to an extent because, you know, you, you do, you work with heavy stuff as well. Yes. Um, so I think self-care is so important for people who work with clients who are dealing with heavier traumas because, um, for me personally, I'm so sensitive. I mean, I, I cry during every single reading that I do <laughs> because I feel it on my body and I feel like what they've been through. And I, I just have so much empathy for it. You know, I have so much empathy for, you know, a deceased loved one or, um, whatever traumas they've been through, because, you know, I, I was once in that position too, where I felt like I had no support system. Nobody, understood nobody had been through what I had been through and it's a really unfortunate feeling to have you know and I it's a it makes me sad that um other people do feel that but for me I I just have had to learn self-care <laughs> like very very deep self-care because when I first started doing this work I was not taking care of myself at all I was just like go 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 because I still had the like type a perfectionist mindset now I'm like okay that's not going to fly in this type of work. <laughs> like that's just not going to work. Um, and so now I, I've changed my schedule around a bit because of it. I tell myself, you know, I'm not going to do more than X amount of readings in one day. Now I used to like way overwhelm myself and try to do like six readings in a day. And wow. people were like, how are yeah, people are like, how are you doing that? And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, it's fine. Da, da, da. Because that was a trauma response for me in the past. I would just brush things off and act like they were fine. When in reality, my body was screaming at me like, help, hello, <laughs> like, right. go to sleep. Like, yeah, it was so crazy. And uh, looking back, I'm like, I don't even know how I like function like that, but it's because my body was in a state of hypervigilance for so many years. That's why. And when your body's in a state like that, when your nervous system is in a constant state of hypervigilance and fight or flight, you just think it's nothing. You're just like, go, go, go. Oh, no big deal. Da, da, da. Right. Yeah. And then it catches up with you one day and you're like, oh shit, I can't, sorry. I can't <laughs> do this fine. anymore. Yeah. yeah. And then your body is just like breaks down and starts to shut down. And that's actually what happened to me. Um, because I, I realized I was just like doing way too much. And I think there's a fine line between, um, you know, really serving people and showing up for people and then doing too much as a business owner. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have to have a lot of self-discipline and learn boundaries with yourself, which I never had before. So it taught me a lot about myself too, because I always, um, I was always a people pleaser my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I don't want to let people down. I don't want them to be mad at me. And I say mad in quotations because that was just like what I was thinking in my mind. Right. Um, but they actually weren't. So yeah, it was really just, I, I just had to learn like very intense self-care. <laughs> so. I, yeah, I think that that is so important, especially for yeah. any type of work with people involved with, um, you know, helping others and um, especially the type of work you're doing when it's on such an energetic level. Um, so oh, yeah. definitely is important. Um 
you know, also another thing I'm also curious about too is, I mean, people who consider them people who are clairvoyants. Um, yeah. do, do you ever miss the mark? Like, do you ever, you know, pick up on a message and you're like, you know, this is what I, this is what I'm hearing, this is what I'm thinking, and the person's just like no or like or like you tell them like you know this is what's gonna probably happen for you and they're like that didn't happen I mean (laughs) does that ever happen to you I've had it happen a few times because nobody can ever be like 100% accurate yeah yeah I would say like 90% maybe 95 I don't know like an exact percentage but I have had it happen a few times very seldomly um, not a lot, but I mean, I have had it happen quite a few times, but, um, I mean, it's definitely not like a common theme, but I think yeah. too, um, I'm just very honest with myself and I try not to be hard on myself for that because in the past I would be like, oh my gosh, if I'm picking up something that's like, not right, they're going to hate me. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm like, so now I'm like, okay, it just is what it is. It's part of the process. And sometimes too, if something like that comes through, it can actually just be like, something I'm picking up from maybe like a friend of theirs or a relative or yeah that's sometimes what it can be it can also to be um whoever else is like living in the house with them um sometimes I'll pick up on like somebody else like let's say their spouse or whatever that they live with um and I'll pick up things from them so they'll so sometimes they'll say like no I don't but my husband does or no I don't but my friend does or I see like that yeah so that's kind of how I do it now (laughs) no I yeah I appreciate you sharing that because I mean just you know some of my personal experiences and things I've heard from other people is yeah. consistent with what you said. And most of the time it's very accurate. And you're like, oh my gosh, how did you yeah. know that? But right. then every once in a while, it's like, that's, that's not quite uh, <laughs> on the mark. Um, so I appreciate you, sh- you sharing that. That's funny. Um, yeah. Um, well, I know we've covered a lot of ground tonight. I mean, are, are there any yeah. other topics that you feel like is important that we you'd like to talk about? I'm trying to think. I don't think so, but I know one thing I wanted to touch on very briefly, if, if you're okay with this, is um, I think a lot of times too, another common theme, and I forgot to mention this earlier, but another common theme that I see during my readings is people will come to me with so many unexplained health issues. They'll be like, uh, or they'll say things along the lines of, um, you know, I've been dealing with migraines for five years and I've been to every doctor and I can't find answers. Or I've been dealing with severe neck pain for years or lower back pain for years and nobody can help me. And I've, I've tried every therapy you can think of. And um, I hear that all the time. I hear it on a weekly basis. And a lot of times it's actually from my experience, from what I've seen um, in my readings, a lot of times it's unprocessed trauma that's manifested yeah. into certain body parts. And I'm speaking from experience too, because for me, I was one of those people. I used to get severe migraines. I used to have TMJ so bad, which for the listeners, it's temporomandibular joint disorder where your jaw like locks up and it gets really tight. Oh gosh. I used to have it so bad to where I could not eat on some days because my jaw would literally lock up. And I had to literally rely on my massage therapist who had to do trigger point therapy on my jaw just to release it just so I could eat. And I had become, it was so bad. I had become so codependent on my massage therapist because I didn't know that it was actually just stored emotions in my jaw, actually. Oh Um, my gosh. Yeah. And once I started to work through and process more of my trauma and just to preface too, for the listeners, I don't think anybody is a hundred percent healed. 
I think that's, um, yeah. And I think that's important to acknowledge because I think a lot of people like, yes, I'm spiritual and I work in the spiritual community, I guess you could say, but I think one thing I see a lot of in the community too, sometimes that kind of bothers me, erupts me the wrong way a little bit is people who try to be viewed as like being put on a pedestal. And I think that's right. Really it's not conducive to anyone's healing. Like, even though, yeah, I'm a clairvoyant medium, but I'm just a person just like you are, just like everybody is, you know? So I think that's really important to acknowledge too. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate you saying that because I mean, when I yeah. work with people who have PTSD, I, I tell them what we're trying to do is to reduce the frequency and the intensity of your symptoms, but, yeah. the, but they'll never completely go away. But if right. they happen less frequently and they're less severe and you're making progress, you know, keep doing that because, you know, Ooh. you're making progress. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, but you're right. I mean, there's, you know, every, every once in a while you might have a nightmare, you might get anxious, you, the, your body might go in that fight or flight mode, but hopefully yeah. it's happening less, less often and, and you're able to handle it better when it does. Yeah. I think that's so important. Cause I think sometimes too, for a lot of people from, with PTSD, like myself, just speaking from experience, we think that we have to be like, fully healed or else it's not good enough right. uh, that's what I used to think yeah but I think too that's because a lot of things we see on social media nowadays too it's like I think that kind of creates this false perception that we have to be fully healed and nobody's fully healed like yes we can heal to a certain extent or we can we can keep healing but we're never going to be 100% healed and exactly. that's okay we're not yeah. 100% healed is not the goal <laughs> the goal is to be able to do normal things and function like a normal adult again right without you know the the goal is to be able to walk into target and not have a panic attack <laughs> the goal is to be able to go grocery shopping without feeling like everyone's staring at you you know, the goal is to be able to have a rest, well-rested <laughs> night's sleep. It's not to be perfect. Or right. perfect. And I think that's really important for the listeners because um, I, I see a lot of that too, where people are like, oh, I want to be like fully healed and be this like great, guru, you know, healer. And it's like, okay, well, that's great and all, but that's not realistic. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I mean, yeah. Yeah, and the same is true for everyone. I mean, even, even people who don't have PTSD, they're still yeah. going to have their own uh, neuroses and anxieties and stress. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm glad you acknowledge that. Oh yeah. Um, I'm very realistic <laughs> because like at the end of the day, I'm, yeah, I'm a clairvoyant medium, but I think people like me walk a fine line between like, okay, are we actually helping someone or are we hurting them by certain things we're saying? And so I have a lot of respect for people with any type of mental health concern. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say issue because I don't think it's an issue. I think it's more of a condition or a concern, right? Um, because I've lived through it myself and I have a lot of empathy for that. And I think we have to take a realistic approach because if not, then it can kind of cause more harm than good in my opinion. So absolutely absolutely yeah. um yeah that's very well said um well if if people want to get in touch with you or find out more about your work um what's the best way for people to get in touch with you yeah my website it's www.kelseycrystal.com k-e-l-s-e-y-c-r-y-s-t-a-l kelseycrystal.com right. and my instagram is just kelseycrystal underscore which by the way crystal is my middle name but um people think i own like a crystal business <laughs> <laughs> so i'm always like yeah, crystal's my middle name i don't own a crystal business so, <laughs> so yeah. um well thank you thank you and, yeah. and i mean Kelsey, I really appreciate your, your honesty. I mean, I can tell yeah. you just have um, just a, a very 
authentic desire to try to help people and absolutely yourself and really been through a lot. And I appreciate you being so honest and open about your experiences. I I know that's not easy to talk about. So thank you for, thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for having me on here and for your patience and (laughs) trusting in me to come on here. Cause I, I think from a psychotherapist perspective, it's, you know, meeting a clairvoyant medium, you're kind of like, well, let's hope she doesn't say anything too triggering. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, it's always, it's always fascinating for me. I mean, I, I, I am a, I am a licensed psychologist, so I do have a very good appreciation for traditional psychotherapy, but I also um, have a, have an a deep interest in, in non-traditional spirituality. So yeah, um, it's always fascinating for me to kind of see um, both sides of this. So I yeah. do, do really appreciate you uh, you sharing some of your experiences and thoughts on on trauma and, and and everything else we've talked about. Yeah, thank you so much. And you know, one thing I've noticed too. Last note here: <laughs> a lot of therapists and or psychologists or psychotherapists are really highly intuitive themselves. I've noticed too. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know you are too. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I feel like I am. I mean, when yeah. you're talking about it, an empath. I mean, I, I have no psychic abilities, but I can. I mean, I will pick up on people's physical and, and emotional pain. I mean, I'll have right. people tell me like, oh, you know, my eyes started twitching and all of a sudden my eyes start twitching yeah. and, um, you know, just yeah. all sorts of things, but yeah, it definitely helps to be able to pick up on those emotions. And like you said, being highly sensitive yeah. and empathic, but so I do, like I said, I appreciate you sharing, sharing this. It's just to look at it from a psychological yeah. and spiritual and energetic perspective. I think it's important to, to look at it from all, all angles goals. So thank you for absolutely. That. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited for people to listen to this. So yeah. <laughs> well, Kelsey, it was great having you here with us. I will put your website in the write-up and yeah, I would really, you know, encourage people to, to, you know, learn more about your work and, and uh, you know, take some time to visit your websites. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. And thank you everybody who's listening. <laughs> All right. Bye. Okay. Bye.